Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> Recorded live. Well, hello. This is Kimberly Valley-Pierre, and you are tuning into the March 2015 Healthy Habits Q&A call. And so welcome, and thanks for joining me here today. Um, I just want to talk a little bit with you guys about high fructose corn syrup today, um, partially because it is the ingredient that really changed the trajectory of my life and as far as getting healthier. Um, so I would love, there's only a couple people on the call live, so I would love to know um, how familiar familiar are you with high fructose corn syrup um, and what do you know it to be? So Mitzi, um, you can just type and then if Cheryl wants to comment, we'll just let her talk. Oh, I get the floor. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've known about it for a long time. In fact, we that's something we eliminated a long time ago and if it's in it or fructose, and I guess there was something about they're changing the name of it now that it's just going to go as fructose, an article I read yesterday. Um, but we don't use it, and there's a lot of things that the kids have wanted that it's like, nope, there's fructose. Even my jelly beans, I look for high fructose corn syrup-free jelly beans. <laughs> you go, girl. Just regular sugar. <laughs> yes. Just give me the sugar without the <laughs> corn syrup. Yeah. That's awesome. And Missy commented that it's sugar, and it is sugar. Um, but it is a very, very inexpensive substitute for regular granule sugar that you normally use, like in baking or in coffee or whatever. Um, it's it's not a natural, it's not as natural of a byproduct of corn as they would have you think it is. It's a synthetic sweetener that they make from corn stalks. So they take the corn stalks and they boil it and they boil it and they boil it, and then they do this fancy thing in the chemical plant and they make it sweet. So um, it just, the makeup of it is different than sugar. And I don't know if you've ever heard along the way, like if you're eating margarine, you know, people will switch to margarine because the whole low-fat thing and they think that it's better for them or it's heart healthy, but margarine is really a chemical. Like it's made from chemicals. So, you know, we're all made <laughs> and our bodies know how to respond to things that were also made and grown in nature versus things that were created in a chemical plant. So your body tends to be able to digest butter much better than it can margarine because it knows what, what to do with it. So, yes, we have, you know, crazy onset of diabetes and, you know, the whole obesity epidemic that we're facing is, you know, stems from sugar itself. But when high fructose corn syrup came on the market, it's like there was an explosion of 
how much more, how much faster people were becoming overweight. Um, and so what happens with high fructose corn syrup is that it is immediately absorbed into your blood. Like normally when you have sugar, it goes into your bloodstream and has to process. But high fructose corn syrup goes directly to your liver. So it's causing, you know, fatty liver disease, and that's where, you know, extra weight gain and obesity and diabetes come into play with all these other metabolic issues because it's in so many products. So um, I would love to challenge you guys and to post that in our group when we get off the call to kind of go and look in your pantry, in your refrigerator, in your freezer, and see how many ingredients that you can locate or recognize by looking at the ingredients label um, of what might be there that has high fructose corn syrup in it. Um, and this was the one ingredient that really um, that I focused on in the very beginning of my healthy journey. And because, you know, when you have high fructose corn syrup in something, there's generally some other, like, friends of the high fructose corn syrup that go into the products that use high fructose corn syrup. So when I started kind of cleaning up high fructose corn syrup, I got rid of a few other things like, you know, hydrogenated oils and MSG and different things like that were, like, there were in a lot of the packaged products that I was using. So definitely, like, moving from high fructose corn syrup You'll kind of locate it um, in soda is a huge one. Ketchup, tomato sauce, um, even canned tomatoes I'll find that have high fructose corn syrup in them. And now I'm even careful to make sure when I buy canned tomatoes, there's not even, there's I don't find sugar in the ingredients label um, because I'll get home and I'll be making something and I'll be like, this tastes a little sweet. And then I'll check it and it has sugar. So even though it says organic, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's, you know, just the tomatoes. It could have, it has other things in there. So I've bought organic tomatoes, not checking the ingredients label, come home to find that there's sugar in them. Um, so that's just one that kind of will sabotage you if you're really trying to cut back um, on sugar. So bread, cereal, you guys, is huge. Um barbecue sauce, juice, like everything that you would think that is healthy to feed your kids. Um, it's in tons of candy, most canned food, salad dressings. Um, when you buy like fruits that are canned or little packages of like dole tidbits or, you know, like peaches in a, in a syrup, um, oftentimes they're in there. So those are just some places that you can be looking um, in your frozen meals. So I just bring that up because it really changed. When I say it changed, you know, my healthy journey is that high fructose corn syrup is very, it's like one of those addictive kind of things. Like sugar is a very addictive, they call it a drug, right? So um, in some testing that Mark Hyman has done, like in lab rats and things, there'll be like rats that have been injected with cocaine and then rats that have been given injections of 
sugar water or there's like a pedal in their cage where they can go to the sugar bowl and like their water and it drips and it has sugar in it. And almost like nine times out of ten, the drug-addicted, cocaine-addicted rats would pick the sugar water over getting more cocaine. So it does the same things in our brains, um, and it gives us that kind of euphoric feeling. So when you're having high fructose corn syrup, which is a synthetic product, much like sugar, um, it has implications that go straight to your liver, guys. So that's just why I bring that one up. And when I started cutting out high fructose corn syrup, it really helped keep my my cravings in check. Like I wasn't having as many cravings. Like now, like if I get on the sugar kick, I'll have a much more natural form of sugar. Um, we don't even keep like white table sugar in the house. <laughs> we use the Mira sugar or it'll always be organic and sometimes it's fair trade. Um, pure cane, turbinado, or brown sugar. Um, but if I get on one of those kicks, even like I trip it with maple syrup or honey, too much honey, like I still get tripped up by sugar, so I have to be really careful. But by removing the high fructose corn syrup, I eliminated so many empty calories that were keeping me from ever being satisfied. Um, so do, does anybody on the call have any similar um, story or any kind of like can they kind of see where they have too much sugar, whether it's table sugar or high fructose corn syrup or maple syrup or any of those kinds of things where it kind of like triggers them to overeat? You can share in the chat or you can talk. Maybe Cheryl left us. No, I'm here. I'm oh. I'm in denial over my sugar addiction. <laughs> you just make, took the first step. <laughs> I'm in denial. Well, a lot of it is in, I mean, I shouldn't say just in my coffee, but I like my coffee with, you know, almond milk and sugar. And you know, I'm using the organic raw sugar, not the sugar mm-hmm. in the raw because that stuff doesn't dissolve, mm-hmm. but a good, more expensive sugar. So I can't OD on it because it's too expensive to OD on it too much. <laughs> but excuse me, just even seeing like my my daughter, I, I came home from work early and she's on the couch eating a piece of toast with butter, which I have no problem with, but I, there must have been like four tablespoons of sugar on that thing. And I was just like, oh, my God, you are my daughter. (laughs) Yeah, it's hard. It's really hard. Um, I will be the first one to admit that sugar is just hard. It's hard to avoid because even when you're trying to avoid, it it sneaks in there somewhere. (laughs) Because Missy even says, you know, she finds the more sugar that she eats, the more sugar that she wants. And that's where that added, you know, you are what you eat comes into play. Um, Because once you go a little bit without sugar, 
you don't miss it. But it's those 10 days of trying to get it out of your system that are like torture. It's kind of coming off caffeine. It's the same kind of detox. Um, So you can kind of try to cut down over time and switch up with stevia, um, which is a very natural form. process too. Well, you can get stevia leaves and you can boil them to actually get, you know, a sweet liquid from them. Yes, it's processed, um, but it's not going to do what regular sugar does to your insulin level of the rise and the fall. It'll keep it more steady. Um, But it wasn't, I mean, this is just kind of, I mean, the whole idea of us talking about it is just so that you become aware of where it's hiding. So, um, you know, that was one of the main goals of the pantry clean-out that, I, you know, you know all about that, Cheryl, but just that it would bring awareness so you would kind of know where certain ingredients are hiding so that you can make an educated choice. So as much as looking at, okay, so how much sodium, you know, in the the label on the nutrition facts on the label, you know, what does it say? Sure, it says 120 calories, zero fat, zero cholesterol, but it's 230 milligrams of sodium. It's got a little bit of protein, but it's got, you know, here we're looking at 20 grams of carbohydrate. So how much of that is sugar? Oh, 20, you know, 11 grams is sugar. So then you kind of got to go down into that next section of what the ingredients are and really look at that list to see what's making up those sugars, okay? So high fructose corn syrup would be one of the ones, like if you were interested in kind of like what would be one of the things you could do to help your health would be to eliminate high fructose corn syrup. And that's just, you know, me, Kimberly Kate, saying (laughs) this is one of the ones, this is one that changed things for me um, is just looking at that. See where those sugars are coming from. And are they from, like, a natural sugar source? Is it Does it have maple syrup in it? Or is it stevia? Or, you know, what is in there? Is it evaporated cane juice? Um, is it a mixture of something? But just so that you're aware. So the, the whole purpose of this chat today is just to bring awareness, not to say, um, you know, I've got to never have sugar again. Um, but it's just kind of so that you're aware that it's out there, you're aware um, of what's in it, and you know like it can cause fatty liver disease, diabetes, um, just general gaining of weight um, as much as it has been found to carry some toxic levels of mercury depending on, you know, how it was actually processed. So I just wanted to put it out there so that you guys were aware of it and to let you know that um, in the pantry clean-out, the quick guide to taking back your pantry and improving your health, like you can find out there's 35 more ingredients that I kind of divulge in there that have all this kind of information about them. Um, and you guys get $5 off through the end of Friday. So if you want to take advantage of that, um, 
I'll post that in our page, and I'll post it here for you as well with the coupon code. Um, I love that little pantry clean out. Oh, my goodness. It has, and this food is so good. We are still, like, craving over those granola bars. I brought two to work today because they're so good. Oh, I'm so excited that you love them and the kids love them. <laughs> oh, yeah, they don't even want their Cascadian farm ones anymore. They want these now. I love it. I so love it. Um, and Mitzi said candy. She says especially like when she has candy that tart is her weakness. I thought you were working on recipes for lemon heads. <laughs> I know. I have to get like, I know, Lori, that's so funny. Um, <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't gotten into the confectionery part of this because I do feel like it will probably take an awful lot of sugar to create those. Oh, but yeah, so that's, we'll see how creative I can get. (laughs) Oh, um, there were a couple of questions that were asked in the group, so I'm going to chat about those, but Cheryl, did you have a question just in case you have to go? Um, We can answer your question first. Well, I just was really curious, like, just from some of the stuff that I saw about that you were commenting or talking with the iBloom ladies about, about like the, um, what is it, THBQT, whatever, and all of that, those different chemical things, um, just kind of their effects and all of that kind of stuff. I mean, yeah, well, the TBHQ, I think that's what you're talking about. Yeah, the EIU. Uh, that is... Where, let me find it. Hold on. That is in microwave popcorn, okay? And that is a straight up. That is a straight up chemical. Um, that's made from butane. Which, if you're familiar with butane, butane is a gas. Um, and so it's kind of it's considered a harmful preservative, okay? So it can cause ADHD in kids. It can bring on an asthma attack, increase allergies. It can mess with your skin, so you can have skin reactions to it. It can make you dizzy. It's caused stomach cancer in lab animals. So it's a pretty... I'm going to do a blog post um, in the next couple of weeks. I don't know if it's the next one or the one after. I could probably switch it and make it the next one. All about microwave popcorn because that's one of the main places that you'll find this ingredient. Um, Besides that, it's in like crackers and lots of fast food. Um, It's in cosmetics. They use it to make explosives. And the other thing that's really scary is that it's in skincare for babies. Um, Yeah. So there'll be like a whole nother layer of pantry stuff for your cosmetics and your bathroom to come because like your lotion and all those different things have crazy chemicals in them as well. But we're going to just focus on (laughs) the kitchen first. But um, yeah, so that's, and the other thing with the microwave popcorn is that there is other chemicals that are in the bag that are toxic. So it's like you're getting this top two double whammy toxic dose 
of what is going into the popcorn when you use the microwave. Now, there you can put my popcorn kernels in a brown bag in the microwave, um, and you know not have all the chemicals. And just when it gets out, put your coconut oil or your butter or whatever on it. Um, I just make it the good old-fashioned way on the stove. Um, but, you know, they still make hot air poppers. I mean, we had one of those growing up. Um, but you can have popcorn. It's a, I mean, I always buy non-GMO corn mm-hmm. um, because corn is one of the products in the United States that is, you know, we can get into the whole conversation about GMOs and stuff like that, but it's a very modified crop. So in the kernels themselves, they, you know, have poison so that when the crop dusters come and spray the crops, everything dies except the plant. So it's kind of like how you get a flu shot. You get a little bit of the flu in the vaccine. So if you come in contact with the flu, you don't get it quite as bad or you don't get it at all because you've built up your immunity. So that's what they've done. Like if you've heard of the company Monsanto, they are the ones that produce these seeds. They were the creator of Roundup, which is what they use. You know, I've used it in my yard to kill weeds, but that's what they, you know, come in and they put all over the vegetables and the fruits that we eat to keep them pesticide, to keep them from having bugs and, you know, the crop going bad. So I always buy non-GMO corn just because corn is very modified. If you want to learn a ton more about corn, you can watch the documentary called King Corn, um, and you'll know more about corn than you ever wanted to know. But <laughs> does that help answer your question on <laughs> that, cra- that crazy ingredient? Just don't eat microwave popcorn. <laughs> Oh, and I have I cut that out a long time ago, so I'll I'll keep to my grass fed butter and my coconut oil and my little <laughs> crazy. I just I yeah. to the point where I cut that down. I was a five night a week popcorn girl, so I've cut that down to one to two nights a week. So just has mo- not as much the popcorn. It's uh, eating at nine o'clock at night. The crunching. Day. I'm just a boredom, wind down popcorn kind of girl. Um, no, I get that. I get that. I'm giving it all up, but I'm gonna cut it back. No, I think you've done so great at making little changes that will have a lasting effect. And Mitzi says, "What do I think about using the microwave in general?" Now, I grew up. In... Don't go there. <laughs> <laughs> I um, you know, I grew up in the era when the microwave first came on the scene, right? where, like, when I was little, we didn't have a microwave. And then you got a microwave, and it took up, like, the entire kitchen counter. Uh-huh. Um, and now, like, my husband... You're like a thousand blocks. I know, it's crazy. And my husband's from a little teeny tiny country, so they didn't even have microwaves when where he was growing up. Um, and so he's very microwave-adverse. Like, he might heat up something if he doesn't... Most of the time, he'll turn on the oven or the stove to heat something up versus putting it in the microwave. And my daughter is funny about it, too. She'll be like, no, Mom, can you put it in the oven? I'll wait. <laughs> Instead of, like, I'll just nuke it for a minute. Um, we do use the microwave, but it's extremely limited. 
um, I mean, we, my husband, we drink tea and we use a kettle on the stove. Like, we don't microwave the mug to get hot water. Um, so it's like if I'm going to have a bowl of soup at lunch, I will probably pop it in the microwave just because I can just do that for two minutes, do something else, <laughs> and eat. Um, so there's lots of different takes on microwaving. Um, and so I tread lightly there. If you're cooking good homemade food and the only way that you can have it later once you've prepared it is to warm it in the microwave, I'd much rather you warm it in the microwave than go to a drive-thru and get junk food. Um, <laughs> so I don't know if that helps answer your question, Mitzi. It's really personal preference. I do, I mean, I do believe that there are it does kind of change the molecular structure when it comes to microwaving. Never, ever, ever microwave in uh, styrofoam because when you microwave in styrofoam, which a lot of takeout comes in styrofoam, um, it just, those chemicals get into your food and you just don't want that. Um, so always try to put it on, you know, a glass plate or just a plain paper plate or something. Um, so you're not getting, you know, the effects of whatever plastic or container that has been into your food. Um, but I know that, you know, in the day and age that we live in, that, you know, getting completely away from a microwave is really tricky and hard to do. So I hope that helps. And I hope that I didn't upset you, Cheryl, too much. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I don't use it that much. It's more for heating stuff up than anything else. Yeah. Like, oh, I don't cook. Like, I, I got here this morning, I'm like, oh, am I hungry? Oh, that's right, because my oatmeal is sitting in the microwave that I heated up and forgot all about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I still get that. Uh, all right. Well, now, Stacy had a question that was about Udi's bread and are um, talking about, like, a... A wrap, and so I had posted in the comments that we use Udi's bread at my house, um, but that it still has xanthan gum in it, which is kind of a controversial ingredient. Um, it's probably one of the least controversial ingredients if you looked at the 36 that are in the pantry cleanout. Um, but it's still, you know, it's kind of relatively safe for adults. Um, and it, you know, probably doesn't affect you too badly. And so if we're in a pinch, we use Udi's um, because it's gluten-free. Now, we have a local gluten-free bakery, which I don't know. Um, most cities might have a gluten-free bakery by now. I don't know. I mean, Lexington's not that big of a place. But we do have um, a gluten-free bakery here, and they make amazing paleo bread and gluten-free bread, and you never have to wonder if it's going to be contaminated because the whole place is gluten-free. Um, it doesn't mean it's sugar-free, but it's gluten-free. Um, and, you know, if you don't have to be gluten-free, Ezekiel bread is always a better choice. Um, it's got a very small ingredients list, and it's made from real wholesome nuts and seeds and stuff like that. Um and there are these um, brown rice tortillas that I use from Engine 2. 
and um, they're pretty good. So, like, if we're doing, like, a taco night or um, something like that and I really want to have have bread with it instead of just having meat on my plate, um, we'll use those. And my daughter loves cheese quesadillas, so I use those for her because we try to limit um, the wheat that she gets. Um, but they also have xanthan gum in there. But they also have, they're made with like almond flour, so there's some protein in them. So I enjoy that. Or I look for 100% corn tortillas, um, which, you know, aren't aren't extremely hard to find, but when you throw in there the non-GMO corn, um, recommend, like, that piece of it, they're a little bit, they might be a little trickier to find. Um, but I had pulled out the Udi's bread from the freezer <laughs> so that I could look at it while we were on the phone. And, I mean, it has water, tapioca starch, brown rice flour, canola oil, egg whites, potato starch, dried cane syrup, which is sugar, tapioca maltodextrin, which is sugar, tapioca syrup, which is sugar. You know, it's got another crazy ingredient called modified food starch, which is just a bunch of stuff that (laughs) helps the bread not go bad. Um, You know, it's kind of like a gelling agent. helps with the texture of the bread. Um, And then, you know, you get down here and it has flaxseed and it has amaranth flour and sorghum flour and test flour, but they're more towards the end of the ingredients. Um, so I don't know. For what it's worth, it's it's out there. It's better than some other uh, gluten-free products. There's another company called Rudy's, um, and they do a pretty good job, except I can't get my family to eat it. Um, <laughs> so uh, we get Udi's instead of Rudy's, but the one that brand is, we learned is not good is the Char brand. It's in the um, like the regular aisle yeah. grocery store. We had yeah. hot dog buns. They were the most disgusting, tasty, gross, putrid things we've ever had. So it's not. I don't have any opinion on it, but that was our opinion on it. <laughs> well, it was. Yeah, that- we all took one bite and just said, "I'd rather go hungry or eat cardboard than eat this." So. I've seen their breads on the shelves. Like, I've tried their crackers because my husband one day was at the grocery and he bought the crackers, and they weren't terrible. But when I look at the bread on the shelf, I'm going, that's, there's something not right about that. So um, I can't, I don't know what, there's got to have some strong preservative in there to be able to let it sit on the shelf like it does instead of being frozen. Um, But thank you for bringing that up because, I'm totally with you on that with the Char products. And then um, Mitzi had a question about protein powder, and I answered it really quick right before this call. Um, And I said, this is a loaded question. (laughs) It can kind of vary. Like protein powder varies person to person. Um, Generally, I use Juice Plus. and they have Juice Plus Complete. And the reason I love Juice Plus is because everything's whole food based. Um, this, the, 
there's this, you know, you get protein, you get 13 grams of protein in a serving. It's gluten-free, it's dairy-free, it's low-glycemic. So I think they use a little bit of evaporated cane juice and some stevia in it. Um, it's high in fiber, and it's vegan. So, and I know, like, that they really use great ingredients in here. Um, it does have soy. So depending on if you have soy in your diet or you don't do soy, this may or may not be a good choice because soy is a bean. So if you're paleo, they probably would be like, yeah, no, don't use that because, you know, it's got it's soy-based and soys are legumes and they wouldn't want you using those. So it just kind of depends on your lifestyle and what works for you. Now, when I use the Juice Plus Complete, it comes in vanilla or chocolate. So if I want to have a vanilla flavor or a chocolate flavor, I use that as my protein powder. Um, But when I want just the flavor of the fruits that I'm using or whatever, I use the Omega Nutrition Pumpkin Seed Protein Powder. And um, let's see, I did pull the link for you, so hold on. Sorry about that. Let's see if it will. The Omega protein powder. Um, I just get that from Amazon. And it has, it's the one that I used in last week's smoothie video, and I also use it in this week's smoothie video. It is gluten-free. It's organic pumpkin seed protein. It's it doesn't have any flavor. So whatever you make with it um, will have, it doesn't like change the flavor. Um, it's not too gritty. It has 18 amino acids in it. So it's a really, um, it's vegetarian, it's digestible. It's, I really like it a lot. You get 40 servings in a container um, and the other day when I made my smoothie, I used a double, like I doubled up my protein. And seriously, when it came to lunchtime, I wasn't even hungry, um, which isn't great. Like I probably didn't need to double it um, is what I kind of learned from that is that it was enough to have it the way that it was. But um, I don't know if that helps you or whatever. But those are the ones that I personally Use. I typically don't use a whey um, protein powder because I have a cow's milk sensitivity. So, you know, I don't really eat yogurt. If I have any kind of dairy like that, it's either cheese or ice cream. So I spend those calories really wisely um, when I'm having dairy. Um, so I kind of steer away from whey. But I also um, pulled an article that the food babe wrote, and um, I really trust her. She uh, is well-renowned out there kind of fighting for us to have healthier food. Um, And she did, she went ahead and she did a comparison of some different protein powders. So um, I posted that link for you in the Facebook group, but I also just put it here in the chat. but she calls it the healthiest protein powders, and she has four on her list. So um, 
that might help you pick one that you like, Mitzi. Do you currently have a protein powder that you're using, Mitzi? Like I said, I know the chat is like wicked slow. And if you guys have any other questions, those were the two questions that were um, in the chat from everybody from yesterday that had questions. So, Gerald, do you have anything else you wanted to ask? Mitzi says, I've used Juice Plus but ran out. <laughs> so you got soy at Walmart. So what did you think of the one that you got at Walmart? Um, did you like it? Did it have a gritty flavor? I mean, I would just check your ingredients list and see what else is in it. <clears throat> and Missy, if you have any other questions that you want to ask, um, go ahead and type that in. All right, you said it's okay, but you were concerned about the ingredients and not sure if you should use soy or not. Yeah, soy is kind of another one of those things that is um, highly genetically modified in the United States. So I, our top crops are corn, soy, and canola. So those three ingredients, when you're ever having those three ingredients, you want to really make sure you're getting a non-GMO version of soy, canola, or corn, um, just so that they're the whole corn or the whole soybean, um, the way that it was naturally intended to be. So... You know, there's, you know, some people, there's 10 people on one side that say soy is great, and then there's 10 people on the other side that says that it's not so great. So, um, you know, I don't put protein powder in my smoothies or my shakes every single time I make them. So, you know, I do know that Juice Plus uses non-GMO products, um, and they use, you know, chickpea powder and pea protein and rice protein and tofu powder, like they use a blend of different products um, for the protein that is in the shake. So it's not all soy. I would say it's mostly soy because I know that's the first ingredient that that is in there. But they do use, you know, other types of protein as a source. So... Maybe that helps you. All right. Do you guys have any more questions? Cheryl, you good? Missy says, I was thinking about using an egg white in a smoothie instead of a powder just to get some protein. Um, you can actually throw in the whole egg, Mitzi. <laughs> um, the, like the protein building part of the egg, like the yolk of the egg um, is where like 
it helps things like your muscles and your brain function. So um, you could go in and throw in the whole, like, you don't have to separate it. (laughs) You won't even know it's in there. (laughs) All right. Well, Cheryl, if you don't have anything, um, Missy, do you have anything else that you want to ask? Yeah, when you put the egg in, like I always think back to like the Rocky movies where he's like putting the eggs in the cup and he just drinks them down. (laughs) But yeah, as long as you have real great um, farm fresh organic eggs, there's no problem with just throwing it in there. But make sure you use a fresh egg. (laughs) And Missy says thank you. All right, guys. Well, if you don't have any other questions, then we'll wrap up the call for today. Um, I hope that the information that you heard was useful um, and helpful for your day-to-day life. Um, And just so you know, our next call is going to be April 15th, which is tax day. Um, So get your taxes done and turned in so that you can (laughs) be on the call. But Our next scheduled call is April 15th, which is tax day. And don't forget, um, if you're interested in this kind of information, uh, make sure to go in and order the pantry cleanout um, before Friday so that you can use your $5 off coupon. Just put pantry five off in the checkout box and when you check out in the box. Um, And if you have any questions about anything that we talked about or you heard on the video when you're listening to the replay, just Give me a shout out um, in the community and we'll get all your questions answered. But I do thank you so much for your time today and look forward to chatting with you soon. Thank you. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.